Hey guys, welcome to Cause Mama Said So podcast. It's your girl Lena. I'm Muna. I'm Marwa. And this week we're gonna talk about this is a scary one. We're gonna talk about body image. Um, I think it's like it's a big thing right now with like body body positivity movement, blah blah blah. But I feel like you know the cultural implications on your body image and the body positivity movement like that we need to dissect we need to get in there and talk about it as scary as it may be like a disclaimer we're also not professionals this is just like you know no i'm not a mental health professional i'm not a psychologist i'm just speaking from my own experiences yeah 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 Yeah. because body positivity and like body image and all of that is like a very touchy subject so like yeah super i think we're gonna keep it keep like pretty personal to ourselves and our like experiences as we do let's just start with like when when was the first time you viewed your body negatively or in a negative light i was definitely elementary school age maybe i was like I feel like I was honestly in like grade one or two. Like I was young. I feel like I've always had thoughts about my body. I'm not really sure where it came from. I feel like it must have been like family. And I think my relationship with my body started with food. Like Mm -hmm. I I just have always had a very bad relationship with food because I was always forced to like finish my plate. Like, this is my, this is your plate. You have to finish it. But yeah. then after a certain point, I I was I, I was always told to finish my plate, but I was also told like don't eat too much. Mm-hmm. So it was like very conflicting. Like you want me to finish my plate, but you also don't want me to eat too much. So, like I don't. What do you want me to do? What yeah. you want me to do? <laughs> and so like don't eat too much kind of stuck with me. And I was like, okay, so I must like be bigger than the usual the normal person right and I think like at that age when I was in like first or second grade or third grade like that was when like crop tops were really in like you know Britney Spears would always like <laughs> wear her little crop tops we used to call them belly tops back in the yeah, day yeah belly tops <laughs> and <laughs> no the way we're aging only, ourselves yeah no, seriously <laughs> but like not only was I not allowed to wear them but yeah. I did I knew I didn't look like Britney Spears uh-huh. yeah so yeah and like I remember wearing like one piece swimming suits and like noticing my stomach Mm -hmm. so like I feel like I've always had like finishing your plate thing oh my god that used to drive me insane because like at home like my parents knew that I was not like I just didn't eat well right so I never finished my food like I only started finishing my food once I turned like 19 probably but like I used to like really struggle with finishing my food but I know that like a lot of Sydney's households like you cannot leave the dinner table until you yeah. finish your food Licked your so I food. hated eating at other people's house because like my mom kind of like understood why I didn't want to but like other people they don't care they're like you're not leaving until you finish your food so mm. it was like absolutely the pers- like the persistentness persistence or whatever yeah. the word I'm looking for um, <laughs> of Sudanese people when it comes to food like you can't say no yeah you cannot say no not even just like like at a dinner but like in general like you just you cannot say no to anybody offering you food that's a big mm-hmm. one yeah I get that bro even when you pour your own plate like I know what I'm capable of eating they'll come up like, you didn't take enough here have more did you eat some of this like yes mm. I did I'm okay and they're like no, no no just have more and they literally just like pour it on your plate yeah without yeah. your consent no consent yeah <laughs> I think it's all with good intent it is of course, yeah impact, the impact of it is just it's not yeah. invented to be you know so. bro when I went to Sudan like literally just now and <laughs> we were staying with my grandma and like Sudan when you eat it's like it's communal right like there's like mm-hmm a big tray with all the foods and you guys eat from the same plate and like there's a a little bag of like bread buns that we eat our food with and my grandma would just like force a bun in my hand like I'm 30 I'm very capable (laughs) of knowing when I'm full and I was trying to count myself at one piece of bread because who needs more than one piece of bread forcing it in my hand she's like you didn't eat you didn't eat enough bread like it doesn't end (laughs) 
<laughs> like yeah. it never ends. It doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah, it doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I feel like the first time like I was conscious of like my body or in like a negative light or whatever is my earliest memory of actually going to Sudan and the like the comments that they make about your body oh you're too skinny oh you're too oh you gained so much weight oh this or that like there's no like Sudanese people are not satisfied with anything especially when it comes to your looks they will never mm-hmm. be satisfied with how you are ever ever how old would you say you were I can't remember honestly to be honest but it would it would be it would be in elementary school mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's just such unnecessary comments yeah they really don't child too like what yes I'm eating yes my parents are feeding me (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes I'm a growing child yeah growing so I'm gonna gain weight but (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw that tweet it was like um Sunni's parents they say like relatives they say mashallah either because you've you've done something well or you've gained weight (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> like bro anytime mashallah, you gained weight like is yeah because you're really making it sound like a bad thing right now yeah there's a bit of shade in there you know mm-hmm. no bear shade bear shade so <laughs> shady so shady it's so funny also i feel like sudanese people they appreciate thickness but only in a certain way only if it looks a certain way right like yeah. like I don't think in Sudan, like, really thin bodies have ever been, like, the the body goals. <laughs> I feel like thicker women are usually it, but only if you're, like, thick and you're, like, curvy. You know what I mean? Like, big boobs, small waist, hips, and a butt. You know, like, mm-hmm. they like that. And, like, I'm not shaped like that <laughs> yeah. at all, right? So when I gain weight and I'm thicker it's not considered as you know attractive and Mm so it's always been a a point of insecurity for me like my body shape because it's not like the desired look like that hourglass yeah and then like I've like still to this day it's something that I'm working on like you know being okay with and accepting Mm -hmm. this is my body but it's it's not easy because not only was I always getting that from when I was a child, like from family and, and relatives and stuff like that. But now in social media and like society and like whatever, that's also the now desired. Body. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The fact right? that hourglass ideal figure is now the, I like the thing mm-hmm. that you should strive to have the body type that you should strive to have in order for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, even, like, the plus-size women, like, I know there's, like, a lot of plus-size women, and, like, they're adding more plus-size models and stuff like that, but, like, even the plus-size models, they do have that shape where they're, like, they're hourglass, and they, a lot of them have flat stomachs, Yeah, you know? Yeah, like they're bigger. Flat stomach thing. But their stomachs are flat. That's very true. So it's, like, where do you fit in? Like, I'm always looking on the internet and social media for people who look like me. And I, I feel like I've yet to see that. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't know why this triggered the one thing, but I feel like this is a brand that everyone has a problem with and because it highlights exactly what you just said, Lena. But Fashion Nova, Fashion Nova tried to claim themselves as being like body inclusive at one point and having like, you know, different body types or whatever. No, they're exactly all the same. They all had BBLs. They all have the same shape. Yes, they're thick. Like they have thick thighs, like big asses I'm gonna say fat ass (laughs) (laughs) the big boobs like the hourglass figure type but it's just like you guys are just feeding into like the whole Kim Kardashian body image nobody fucking has that you're not gonna have a 25 inch waist and a 40 inch hip yeah it's just like some people naturally gonna happen the general population do not like and then it makes it so hard for you to like shop online for example when you see mm-hmm. a pair of jeans it's like oh that's not gonna look like that on me like mm-hmm. no way in hell or that shirt not gonna look good on me like so many things it's it, 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 like yeah it's impossible to like envision that like the clothes that they wear on you because you're just yeah. like what yeah i hate where that. is that going I hate no. they actually like they also make the clothes for people who are yeah. shaped like that yeah like 
it actually isn't realistic. It's not yeah. an attainable body style, body shape for 99% of people, mm-hmm. unless you have a BBL. Like, but I was going to say, like, a lot of people now have BBLs. So, like, that's yeah. who they're catering to. And that's kind of their, their audience, right? Like, it's the BBL girls who also have some sort of following and things like that. So, it's like, it works so for them. So, what happens now that BBLs are going out of trend? What happens now? It's kind of fucked up. Like... BBL, first of all, is a very dangerous procedure. A lot of surgeons in Canada don't don't do them because of how dangerous they are. Like, how have we gotten here as a society? (laughs) That's the thing about bodies is it's it's all a trend. So that's why you can't follow what society or the media is saying because it's cool today and it's not tomorrow. So now what? You pay thousands of dollars for this body, which maybe you don't even like, but you just did it because you know it was the trend and so it's just like i feel like they do like it but right now but i don't think they will five ten years from now i mean like you get your body done because it doesn't always go right like the procedure is not always yeah, yeah that's... You know what I mean? a lot of women do the procedure and then they're like oh i don't like it and they go back and they go back again just to like make sure that it's right so it's like you know is it worth it and like you risk your life first of all like let's start there <laughs> Like, I mean, it's- people are are doing it in Colombia, and like they're going to like these places that are not like safe, just because they're so desperate to look a certain way. Like, I don't know, it's it's scary, and I also feel like like surgery is kind of like an addiction too. I feel like once yeah, because you, you want it to be right, like you're paying for something, so you want it right, right? That's what I'm saying. Like you're, but at the same time, like you know, obviously, like no shade to anybody who wants to get surgery, like. I like I'm all for women doing what they need to do to be comfortable with their bodies but yeah. don't do it for the trend do it because this is what you want you know what I mean yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but I feel like that's also where like the kind of like quote-unquote addiction comes from like I feel like once like it's very normal to have things that you're insecure about that you want to fix and like surgery is a way to change that thing that you're insecure about but I feel like a lot of times once you fix that one thing you start to be like okay I also don't like this so if I can fix that why can't I let me just fix this too Mm -hmm. right I don't like I'm not gonna speak for everyone obviously like everyone's different but like I feel like it's very easy to kind of get into that cycle of like I'm insecure about this I'm gonna fix it which is fine but then where does like where does it end does it end not even just that not even it trickling into like different areas or different insecurities they might have that even that exact like that one security that you do have that you're trying to fix people go overboard with it for example lip fillers like Mm. you can get a lip filler that looks natural that plumps your lip that makes it look bigger or whatever but people end up getting so many syringes in their lips that it's literally bubble like balloons on their mouth like mouth it's too much it's too extreme I feel like you're addicted to it at that point that you just keep going and going and going I also feel like it's like that's where like body image comes into place because it's like people who have real like severe body image issues and like body dysmorphia Mm. don't actually see themselves how they look Mm -hmm. like when they look in the mirror they see something completely different than what the majority of people see when they look at them yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like that is a mental health issue like that you need a therapist for that like you know to like repair what you're seeing because like it's crazy and like I like joke a lot that I have body dysmorphia low-key I don't think I'm joking (laughs) like it's it's a crazy crazy thing to see yourself Mm -hmm. away and have people not see you the same way that you see yourself like yeah your brain literally warps what you see in the mirror yeah very true like how it's it's messed up Mm-hmm. it's very true yeah I don't know it's, I feel like body image especially for women is a hard thing to be content with like because yeah. it's always a trend and it's always changing exactly you can never keep and like you can but never- if you're not happy with it you're never going to be happy with it like I've always had a big butt like from when I was in grade school and like when I was in grade school like that was not cute at all mm-hmm. <laughs> like to have it and so I've always hated it and then like whatever then it was like a thing to look like a video vixen and like big butts and bbls and blah blah blah. but because i've never liked it even in a time where it's trendy i still didn't like it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i just wasn't like i wasn't satisfied with myself like even it doesn't matter who has it kim kardashian beyonce i don't care like i don't like it 
on me because you grew up being told that it wasn't cute exactly how do you you unlearn that and that's why I don't think that getting a BBL just because it's a trend will help in any way you have to do it because this is the kind of body that you want and this is like this is the body that you will accept yourself in or whatever it is the other thing about that which I find like super frustrating is that all of these body image ideals or trends that happen basically originated by black women which is Mm -hmm. so annoying like the idea of having a big butt or being curvy or like um having big lips like all of these things that we were made fun of before you know what I mean so now and then is a trend yeah and everyone wants to have these things like yeah Mm. like for example for you Marwa like you've always had it your whole life and you've been like made fun about it and like now that it's cool or whatever you still don't like it because like yeah you know what I mean like like, it's so frustrating about how hard it is to like also like get dressed as a curvier woman for work for example like something that Mm. someone who is more narrow and like thin could wear they could get away with a shorter skirt than you could because Mm. just because they're not as curvy like there were so many struggles and now like yeah black women black culture is now pop culture exactly bro there were like there was a few years there where i did not wear jeans because there was no store that made jeans for curvy women like that is a new thing it didn't exist at all yeah yeah well like but in the opposite way like i also have a problem with jeans because now jeans are made for curvy women but it's made for women with like smaller waist bigger hips and butt and like i don't have huge hips and butt so jeans just have never fit me because they were made for super thin women first and now they're made for super curvy women and it's like when where where do I buy clothes (laughs) like you know what I mean what do I just do the amount of times that I've just like contemplated like just making my own clothes like just taking fabric to someone and just yeah like can you sew this for me and then it's like perfect for my size and it's just like because like going to the mall you know like when you go to the mall and like you're not you're not totally happy with the way your body looks at that moment Mm -hmm. you will leave that mall depressed Mm -hmm. like absolutely depressed like from trying on all the shit that you're like wait this fit me a month ago or like this is supposed to fit me or this is their highest size or whatever like it's just like so like I'm so happy the mall is like extinct now (laughs) because that shit was so no like the amount of times I've left a mall in tears yeah me too like in literal tears not just surprised like literally crying because nothing fit me the way that I wanted it to fit especially at a time when I was already struggling like mentally with like my body it's just like there's no lower point (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you just feel like a whole mall of clothes and nothing looked good Mm -hmm. I don't think men have that struggle I don't know any woman that's like completely content with her body like and I've had like friends who were like athletes and always complaining about the way their body looks and it's like it's so sad yeah and we start from such a young age picking apart every part of our body Mm -hmm. and like our bodies are made to be trends like it's kind of fucked up that big butts are a trend and it's in five ten years it's not going to be cool anymore Mm -hmm. like what do you mean the way that my body is is like a fad like mm-hmm. the way that bell bottoms were in style and now they're they're gone and now they're back yeah like, how are that we even the same thing. as jeans yeah and that was a thing with big breasts too right like there was like I feel like in the early 2000s having big breasts was a good thing and then there yeah. came to a point where it's like you needed to be like a triple a and it was just like what's happening yeah I remember when I was in like like middle school about to go into high school like I have big boobs now but I didn't always. <laughs> I was flat as a board. And I used to get made fun of all the time at school by guys, boys. For what? <laughs> like, I, we haven't even hit pu- puberty yet. Yeah. Why are you That's making fun thing. of me? Because my boobs are small. That's the thing. Like, I remember this girl. I she was my friend, actually. Like, and the guys in our class would call her a surfboard. And so- she literally never even got her period yet so rude it's so rude and it's like yeah like she was probably not even thinking about this yeah like bro so like in those comments at that age they really 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 stick with you because like 
I used to get called like, oh, mosquito bites. Like though they would make fun of my boobs and say mosquito bites. And then I got boobs and it was like, okay, what are you going to say now? Right. (laughs) But you know what they could say now? I never thought about my butt until a guy said something to me in high school. And to this day, I have an insecurity about my butt because that's when I realized, oh, wait, I don't have a big butt. Mm. Yeah, I don't think guys understand how much unfortunately yeah if you're fucking um, listening motherfucker how I want to say a name but- bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually mad at him oh it's I'm actually so pissed because, because I had a huge crush on him for like two years in high school and when the no. guy that you have a crush on tells you that your butt is small girl no you don't recover you it's just don't well, recover it's what well, does he listen or no because you can explain. I don't know I fucking hope he does <laughs> and I hope you know who you are because you ruined my life don't get it Oh, this is why men need to stay at a woman's business like why are you commenting on a woman's body mind your business who like, asked you no, no no wait hold on hold on this is like a big thing i hate that i'm bringing this up again but they're very relevant into this whole discussion but okay. literally when you said that literally i thought of a kylie jenner if the first person that she did not kiss like who the guy was that told her was like oh you're actually a good kisser and then she was like wait why she never thought twice about it and then he was like yeah i wouldn't think of you like you would be a good kisser because your lips are small change the entire world change the entire oh world oh my god that's that so wild that that this person made to kylie jenner that's when she had freaking insecurities about it and lip injections is that a real story yes that's what she says actually that is yeah, yeah like she, she actually said this yeah uh, yeah that's what i she, believe it wow yeah. yeah they said they didn't they didn't think she would be a good kisser because her lips are small and then from then on it's always been an insecurity of hers and look what i believe that, I believe that. Yeah, it to me. But I'm just saying the impact and the words that men have, like honestly, don't. Yeah, you don't fully understand it until you see. Yeah, yeah, the repercussions of. And it. that's the thing. Like, I feel like every woman has like experienced like a guy, especially when it's a guy that you like, you have a crush on, whatever. Yeah. Like, you just don't want to hear that from them. No. Yeah. Yeah. they don't understand and like the thing is they might still actually like still find you attractive despite this thing but like they don't know the impact still, of yeah. saying this thing to you because i've had a guy a guy that i liked his friend told me that he said i don't know why his friend would do this but his friend told me that he said like oh like she's pretty but like she would look better if she just lost some weight or something like that. <gasps> the guy that you liked said that to his friend and then his friend told you yeah wow for what like what like why are you why are you involved first of all like wow. ugh, no jeez. Yeah. yeah i had a friend say that to me like a guy friend and like we were like really good friends at this point in university and like there was no it was it was one of those like those guy friends that you're just like friends with fully like fully platonic there was not even a hint of like anything else but and i think he said it to me like as a compliment but it always stuck with me also and he was like you know like in this whole school like you have the prettiest face but you should if you just lost weight like you would be mm-hmm. top tier mm-hmm. and I was like you should just stop that you had the prettiest face literally you should have just stopped there literally. and like I continue to be friends with him still like you know like no hard feelings whatever but like that comment has like yeah, you don't forget it's in the back of your mind still like every time you see them because yeah because now like every time you go you're gonna you know you're gonna see that person you're more conscious of like what you're gonna wear and whatever like I the, the places that I struggle the most with how to dress is when I go to family functions because that's mm-hmm. where I hear the most comments about my mate mm-hmm. my weight and I literally will have a breakdown right before it yeah so yeah. it's like and like it's your weight plus like the cultural expectation to like dress like more modestly in front of family too like mm-hmm. it's just like compounded it's like double stress exactly because like I feel like a lot of times like that's not what's flattering to my body <laughs> so yeah. I don't dress that way on the regular yeah uh, yeah no you know what I hated the most <laughs> not tank tops <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were gonna say tank top I knew it <laughs> 
I fucking knew it. Why? Why? I was a fucking child. I was a child. Who is looking at my shoulder? Who is my shoulder <laughs> sexualizing my shoulder? Who? No, this is a triggering topic. I actually understood it because everyone else was allowed to go willy-nilly, shoulders out. And here I am having father sleep right here. What's the difference between right here and right here? <laughs> Someone tell <taught> me. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. I was a child. A child. Nor did I have any todays. Like, what? what's the issue here? I'm actually dying. Also, why did you read my mind? Because I knew it. I knew that when we started this episode, the tank tops were going to come out at something. I knew it. Bro, it's not even the topic at hand. Like, I know. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. It had to, but I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I was just going to bring in the fact that, like, boobs, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. yeah. Actually you, she did the most to try to, like, bring it in. No, she really has to bring it in every time she can. It's like, uh, I that I have to say niggas ain't shit at every opportunity. She has to say, what's, who's looking at my shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> um, the problem with, like, having body dysmorphia, the more that you get older is the fact that our metabolism metabolism changed so much that like it slowed down so like whatever you were doing before you cannot do now at all yeah what if i look at cheese for too long if i just look at it for too long my stomach says bitch you thought i'm diarying (laughs) but you know what upsets me is because i didn't take advantage of my body when it was when i was skinny because i thought i was fat at that time and I was spent all that time being self-conscious about my body. And now I look back and I'm like, damn, if I had that body now, you wouldn't catch me in clothes. You yeah. wouldn't. Swear to God, I'd be naked 99% of the time. <laughs> I would. Skin out. Skin out. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. It's time for our Twitter draft segment. And this is the part of the podcast where we discuss a tweet that I made to say, damn, took the tweet right out of my drafts. This week's Twitter draft comes from Syat Fitness, and he tweeted, in 10 years, you won't give a shit about what you weighed on Monday, December 13th, 2021. You will care about your relationship with food. Focus on building healthy, sustainable habits, not trying to accelerate the process short term. This one resonates with me so much because he's like, he's a fitness guy. And like the last line about not trying to accelerate the process short term is like really ringing in my ears right now um because like (laughs) I feel like I've always been on like a cycle of like trying to lose weight quickly and like I have this event coming up I need to lose five pounds in a week which I used to do in high school all the time like I would be like oh my god something's coming up it's Monday let me starve myself all week I'll lose five pounds by Friday so Mm -hmm. triggering triggering first of all can't do that now my body will literally not allow me even if i fasted for five days straight and didn't eat anything and only drink water it wouldn't happen but it actually used to work in high school it used to work and i would i would still eat and yeah. i would lose five pounds in a week like it was so easy like the discipline was there and the metabolism was there <laughs> so but th- that's like so it's so true and i feel like i've i don't think i've i've ever had a good relationship with food I think I had a decent relationship with food probably last year like when the pandemic first started I was like working with like a trainer and at first I was like on a meal plan but then we switched over to macro so I was like counting how many grams of carbs fat and protein I was eating in a day and at that time because that accountability was there and I was like weighing in every week and sending in pictures my relationship with, with food basically like was I'm eating to fuel my body. I'm eating because I need to hit these goals in terms of protein, carbs, and fat. And I'm eating because I'm working out every day, which I was. At that time, I was like, I was doing cardio like every single day and I was working out like five to six times a week. And like, I lost a lot of weight and I was like very happy with my body at that time. But I like never thought about food Mm -hmm. at that time because it was very much this is what I'm eating. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just going to eat it. So I didn't really even have a good relationship. It was just no relationship. Whereas before that, it was very much like emotional. 
like i'm bored i'm gonna eat i'm depressed i'm gonna eat i'm celebrating let's go out to eat you know what i mean like it was food was very emotionally involved for me Mm -hmm. my whole life and i also had an issue with like stopping eating when i'm full or satisfied because if my plate wasn't empty something in my brain was like triggered like it didn't feel right leaving food on my plate even if I was full because my parents were always like finish your plate finish your plate finish your plate Mm -hmm. so that's my spiel relationship with food is like very crucial and it's something that I'm like really prioritizing now more than losing weight more than anything I'm prioritizing my relationship with food agreed um I've also never had a good relationship with food um yeah I definitely eat like yeah it's definitely a very emotional relationship when I'm bored when I'm sad um something to do but then also I was thinking like when you said like oh let's celebrate like we'll go eat I think a lot of like the eastern part of the world is like that so I think that that's probably why we have not like such a good relationship with food because our culture is very surrounded around food right Mm -hmm. so yeah um yeah I don't know what it's like to have a a good relationship with food I think it's hard nowadays because like food is such a like like because if you can recall like when social media first started and these like food porn pages started up and food was like everyone's like oh my god my personality is eating and um just like I don't know it's just like a lot of that kind of stuff and so I think that created a lot of like really like bad relationships with food for a lot of people I think social media actually has a, a like plays a part in that um that's actually so true because like if i'm on tiktok for too long i just start craving random things for no reason just because i saw it yeah Yeah. and like it's food is just there for us it's just like water and air and it's just necessary for us but now it's become a personality trait like it's just weird there's so much emotion attached to it so much emotion like how many times a day do you see like oh my god like if there's food like I'm there or food is the only thing that makes me happy or you know what I mean like that's not okay that's actually not healthy but I think yeah, it's so. because of our like western culture I'm like gonna go off on a tangent right now but mm. I feel like the food that we eat here not only is it full of preservatives and additives yeah. and whatever but like like the lifestyle that we live because it's so fast-paced and so like go 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 People are not prioritizing sitting at home and cooking meals, right? Like there's Uber Eats now, like food is so accessible. You don't have to think about it. No, but like a lot of people literally just don't cook and none of the ingredients that they used to cook are like fresh and natural. But when you look at other parts of the world, like Europe, they're eating these things that are considered quote unquote bad for you, like pastas and cheeses and whatever, but like they have such a better relationship with food and they're like, thinner you know what I mean and I feel like it's because their life is so different they they look they find joy in a lot of other things outside of eating Mm -hmm. outside of food and like they enjoy cooking they actually cook their their food is natural like they're you know what I mean like it's so their relationship with food is like goals like top tier Mm -hmm. like imagine eating pasta and not having any sort of feelings about it everything you're just eating it for fun right you're just eating it like Like, this is just the food that I eat But like, you know how like, okay, like Uber Eats and that stuff that you mentioned, like most people use that here, like, and we overpay for it. Everyone knows they're overpaying for this shit. Like, do you feel like maybe we have to romanticize it in our head a little bit to pay $36 for a Big Mac meal? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that could probably play a part. (laughs) Bro, it's actually too much. (laughs) Why am I buying a $5 sandwich and paying $48 on Uber Eats? Yeah. Like to me now, okay, I'm paying that much money. This is an event. This is a yeah, you know. So, but yeah, I've definitely never had a good relationship with food. But recently, guys, I did start working out. I go to the gym now. Hey, oh, good for you. Hey. Yeah. Hey. So, um, yeah. So I go to the gym now. It's been a few weeks. It's been like four weeks. Okay, this is a world record for me. That's really <laughs> good. A month is a long time. Not even why I lasted two weeks. I don't know how you're in four weeks i don't know good for you i'm not trying to watch all no of good for you 
Ugh. Honestly, yeah. Um, it took a lot of strength, but actually, like, I've been hating my life the last month. But I was like, okay, I really don't want this to like take over me. And so I was just like, okay, let me go to the gym. Like, let me, mm-hmm. you know. I think also working remote, it's like an excuse to leave the house. It's like a little yeah. bit easier. Cause when I was working full time, it was so hard for me to stick with the gym because like I'm tired. Like I can't do it. Yeah. So obviously, you know, when you're keeping your and I'm not going to the gym, like I've changed my mindset this time. I'm going to the gym. I I'm not trying to lose weight. I just want to incorporate physical activity into my life. So yeah. that's like literally I, if I go for 10 minutes, that's cool. As long as I got some physical activity. Yeah. So like even when I go, yeah, I go for 30 minutes, 30, 35 minutes max, I'm out of there. Yeah. And so because I'm like incorporating physical activity, it kind of like it motivates you a little bit more to eat better because you're like, okay, I just like that was hard. That was some hard shit. Like, let me make a salad with some meat or whatever. Yeah. No, it's true. When I when I'm working out consistently, like I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Um, I think my mentality towards the gym last year was like, I really liked it. I still do. I love the gym. But I'm I'm struggling right now to get there because it's cold and it's winter and it's dark all the time. But last year I was very much of the mindset of like let me get physical activity in. So like mm-hmm. even if it, which is why I lasted so long last year when we were in pandemic and the gyms were closed. I was working out at home. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I just need to get some movement in every single day. So yeah, it's a good mindset to have. Yeah, just getting in some movement, right? Because. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I, I'll work from my bed, which is not okay. <laughs> Bro, like working from home, you literally don't leave your bed for days at a time. Mm-hmm. It's sick. Yeah, I know. I don't even want to talk about that because I'm so mad at myself. I lasted literally two weeks. You know and what the thing is with the gym? Three day, three times a week. Like I was like determined. Like, And then I just fell off. I fell off. You want to know why I fell off? because I started going into placement every day so I started going into yeah that's hard every day and I yeah. come exhausted like I have to take a nap after the school like it's just but so that's kind of your physical activity though yeah like, I was gonna kids, say it's like you are not just sitting that's there. true I'm doing gym every day indoor yeah, and really. or like you know yeah, no, yeah. You're good. that's your that's your physical activity for the day Mm-hmm. But like there's also other things I actually wanted to work on when I was in the gym. Like I actually wanted to be fit, not huffing and puffing with one set of stairs. I know, right? Can't chase these kids. All I'm that shisha. <laughs> Let's not air my grievances, please. <laughs> I feel like the gym, it's like if you skip more than two days in a row, it's yeah, like that's impossible what it was. to get that's back on track. What it was. It really is. Not even gonna lie. You take too many breaks and it's like, sorry, Jim who? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm struggling with. Like, cause I took a, a really long break and I'm taking an even longer break because I have a back injury. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. my physiotherapist said I still can't work out. So Oh no. I'm upset about it. But anyway. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah. And now my desire to go to the gym and work out and like lift weights is like way stronger because I know I can't. Obviously, as soon as she's like, "You're good to go," I'm gonna be like, "I don't want to go to nowhere." <laughs> you yeah, keep telling people, "Oh, my physiotherapist said I can't." My physiotherapist said I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, we definitely went off on a tangent. But yes, relationship. Any last remarks for me in terms of like relationships with food? I'm not a good relationship with food either. And I never realized that until I started. Well, I should go back to my therapist. That's <laughs> all for next um, year is to go back to the therapist. Anyways, um, when I was doing therapy, um, she used to ask me, okay, because I have a really, really bad sleep schedule. Like, I think anybody that meets me is like, I've never met anybody like you with your sleep. It's like the absolute worst. So that was like one of the main focuses was me trying to like regulate my sleep. So that's better because it's super unhealthy for me, for anyone actually. Um, And then she was like, she asked me, she was like, oh, have you ever had any like bad relationship? Have you had like a bad relationship with food like throughout your whole life? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, no, not really. And it wasn't until like, way past the point where like I stopped going to her that I was like wait no but I do have a bad relationship with food I just never really processed it 
and I binge. Like I literally don't eat in the mornings because I always feel nauseous. I don't know if that's like a normal thing for people. I feel like a lot of people have that yeah yeah I can't I can't eat anything like first thing in the morning I can't do it and so then I won't eat something until like I don't know a couple hours later but then I don't eat anything for the rest of the day and then at that rest of the day like I'll eat something small because my stomach shrunk so much and then at night when I'm like freaking pulling my all-nighters I'm binging and eating anything that I can find and it's the worst kind of snacks possible also mm. what do i think can attest to this um the fact that like max was right there <laughs> in the backyard so like the way i would run to the and corner store and get snacks and it's just like it's so bad because i'm doing the same thing here like while i'm in all mm. i go to the but you're used to a house with snacks like yeah. I feel like your house there's never a shortage of snacks. Yeah, and it's unhealthy. never a shortage of snacks and ginger ale. That's shocking <laughs> to me. Like, imagine having That's ginger true. ale in your house on like on the regular. No, my my parents get it for me because they know these are the things that we enjoy. So it's like, yeah, and then I have to stop them. I'm like, stop buying pop, stop buying my ginger ale. No matter how many times I say I want it, just stop because if it's in the house, then I will consume it all in one night. Literally. <laughs> one night. So yeah, like I binge. I think that's that's the consensus, the final conclusion. Mm-hmm. I Do you know what I think? Hard. Actually, now that you're saying this, I'm like realizing something. And I feel like in my life, I gained a lot of weight when I had money and access to outside food. Mm-hmm. Because my parents, they didn't really, we didn't really eat out that much. Like it was like off limits. Like we would order pizza here and there throughout my childhood, but like eating out was not a regular occurrence. Like, you know, there's some families that are like every Friday meal out. It was not, huh? That's us. Yeah. Like that was not a thing. Like every Friday was not, it was not a thing. It was just like very rare occasions. And so once I started to make my own money, I was like, I'm eating out every single fucking meal that I can. Like, Mm It, like I went crazy it's like those people who are like super sheltered and like overprotected all their life as soon as they get some freedom they like go ape shit and they like do all the drugs and like go crazy I feel like that's what I did with eating out <laughs> I agree because yeah my house too like my mom was very healthy everything in my house was organic gluten-free lactose-free like my mom was um pretty like healthy and as soon as I started going out with my friends and going out here and there and that's when I started to gain a lot of weight and like have a really unhealthy relationship with food yeah yeah because it was an outing yeah it's always an outing also mm-hmm. Krabby's on Tuesdays <laughs> sorry downfall. I think that was a Kitchener thing because who it was, was definitely a Kitchener thing like, if you're from Kitchener you know about Krabby's <laughs> I feel like that's the only restaurant you guys had like, half price app relax, relax I've literally never been to Krabby's relax. unless it was in Kitchener with you guys like I don't think <laughs> Krabby's is a thing in Mississauga or Toronto no I'll be missing out half price apps after nine too like come on bro that was the spot spot yikes <laughs> Wait, we have to go when you come back, Mona, because I kind of miss it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm coming, though. <laughs> After we talked um, all that shit. <laughs> man. No, there's nothing worse than us having the reputation. <laughs> of what? Not a lot do you want me to tell the story or no? Because it's you. It's you that got exposed. For what? We went to Phil's. <laughs> in the day we went to Phil's this was when we literally got a it wasn't me it was, it was our, another friend of mine but I was with her yeah so Luget yeah. oh I wait was, what happened we used to go to okay literally we used to go to Krabby's on Tuesdays literally every single week like we never missed a week okay and we'd go to Phil's you know Phil's you know go to Phil's. you know you know uh, yeah we'd go to Phil's pretty often too Yo, this person came up to Lujane and was like, do you guys go to Krabby's? <laughs> Krabby's on no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Yo, guessing she it was, was like the- a waiter or like a server or something. Oh and she just recognized <laughs> Lujane's face because we'd go all the freaking time. It's embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> Like you're literally their mascot or something. Like it's disgusting. Oh my god. Might as well. 
You guys are those people that like you sit down <laughs> like, like usual. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> this is our table. This is our order. I'm actually dead. Yeah. I was like, I was gonna ask, like, where do you guys think you're at on your journey in body positivity? Yeah, that's what I'm Mona, <laughs> <laughs> take it away. I can't say that. Um, I just wanted to put a positive spin on it because I feel like most people have like a really bad relationship with their body or whatever or food in general. But I was just gonna say now and like at this age, I've accepted my body for what it is. At whatever state it is, whether I've gained weight or whether I've lost weight, this doesn't mean like I'm not happy with the fact that I'm still really unhealthy. I'm still working on that. It's really hard for me. (laughs) But I'm just like, whatever my body looks like, whatever I see in the mirror, I just try and accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? And then like, just say it's not a big deal. So like for me right now, like I've gained so much weight. I, I've noticed the weight gain, right? But everyone else says they don't, but I know I've gained weight, but I'm just like, who fucking cares? Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Whether I lose it or keep it on, like whatever, it's completely fine. And then I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, what's the word? Too picky with myself when it comes to waking, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, that's just me though. That's just. What about you, Lena? Where are you at? Um, I'm not sure. I think I have a toxic relationship with my, <laughs> with my body and my body image. I'm like, it's it's a journey for me that I'm still on and I'm struggling with because I like last year I lost like I think I lost like 30 pounds last year. Wow. I was like really happy with how I looked and how I felt because I was eating really healthy and I felt good internally and I was working out. So I felt great and I thought that I looked good. But since the world opened back up and I've been outside, like basically living outside, I've been traveling, I've been going here, going there, like partying, whatever. I've put on some weight. I've, I've gained like 10 pounds and I'm, I'm struggling with it a lot because I worked really hard to lose the weight. I liked how I looked and how my clothes fit and how I felt and to gain 10 pounds of that it's like it's really weighing on me um I'm not gonna lie <laughs> Mona we should have ended with you because this is not yeah, yeah. positive <laughs> but it's it's weighing on me a lot but like I said before I'm trying to focus on not the number on the scale mm-hmm. or how I look but my relationship with food that I'm trying to focus on that and trying to get back into like going to the gym for physical activity and not for aesthetic reasons. Um, Cause I do really like view when I go to the gym and I'm working out, literally it's free therapy. Like that's how it feels to me. Like it feels really good. So I want to go back to focusing on that and focusing on like repairing my relationship with food. I don't know if it's repairing, if it's never been good, but you know, <laughs> fixing my relationship with food and just, Yeah. So we're working on it. Um, that's all that matters. That's all you can do. Because this is like a life ongoing. It's definitely a lifelong thing, which is why I'm trying to like focus on like having a better relationship with food, not specifically trying to like reach certain goals aesthetically. If those goals I get to, if I like get to these places of like looking a certain way aesthetically, like great. But I think I'll be more happy and satisfied if I just like look at food differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Last but not least. Mar. Um, so I know like body positivity has been like, you know, a big like buzzword or whatever phrase. I don't know. Um, but a friend of mine was telling me about body neutrality Ooh. and and I think that's the direction I'm going like it's not body positivity or body negativity but it's just like it's just this is just yeah it's just my body you know and focusing more on the the physical activity just to have physical activity for not just like not just like for my physical health but also for my mental health I honestly mainly did it for my mental health 
and then also like stay I still don't have a like healthy relationship with food like I said but staying staying physically active has helped my relationship with food um and so I hope to like keep that going but yeah I'm trying not to kind of think any way about my body like it's just it is what it is is. and just doing things that make me feel healthy and make me feel good and however my body looks while I'm doing that and that's what it is yeah yeah that's exactly where I'm at too yeah wow I love body neutrality I love that it's a cool concept right much your your friend is a genius first of all yeah Yeah, my friend Nada (laughs) shout out Nada (laughs) Nada's just been name dropped so all over this season. No, yeah. we should have had her on this episode because yeah. goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think this is a good time for our noteworthy mention segment, and here we're gonna, you know, plug some dope small businesses that we think you should check out, and this one is from a good friend of mine um her name is Kimberly and she is a graphic designer check her out on Instagram at k trenton design so that's k t r e n t o n d e s i g n um she does logo designs brand identities wedding and event design and she has all of her info on there so check her out on Instagram she's really good she's I love Kim shout out Kim she listens shout out kim so and i'm sure we'll post it on our instagram or on the description or something so people yeah we'll put it in the description of the episode so you can check her out on instagram same thing with all the other small businesses that we plugged if there's an instagram or a website we'll put that they're going to be in the description as well so yeah loves that that's that's it for today folks thanks for tuning in Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share because mama said so. Peace. Bye.